Hi there, Julie Oliver here. I created this podcast in hopes that by sharing what God is speaking into my life, it'd be a catalyst for whatever he's doing in yours. So wherever you are, know that we're in this together because God has a wonderful life waiting on every one of us. Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, Julie Oliver here. Thanks for tuning in and giving me a couple minutes of your time today. I've got, if you can hear that, he's already giggling. I have a very special guest, my first guest on the podcast. <laughs> and it happens to be my favorite worship leader of all time. It's not Darlene Check. Mm. It's not Second Chapter Vax. Nope. It's not Peter Furler. Who is it then? It's Cody Oliver. Wow, that's such a great compliment. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. You are my husband, so I kind of have to say that. But For sure. But it's true. At the same time, Thank it's you. honest. It's honest. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I don't even know if anybody will know who those people are. <laughs> well, you know who they are. I They're do. all 90s Christian artists, band leaders. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, for those who have listened before, you know that my husband Cody and I have been married for about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. We are in um, vocational <laughs> ministry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just an ad-lib. <laughs> Rap ad-lib. Yeah. Yeah. You're my high man. Um, we're in vocational ministry as worship pastors at a church called Resurgent Atlanta in Northwest <laughs> metro atlanta and uh, today i want to talk about a topic that we're both very passionate about as individually karaoke yeah (laughs) Yeah. karaoke outreach ministry yeah (laughs) um but something that we're both passionate about individually and as a couple is worship you know and he was recently approached by his original worship pastor his mentor and he asked him this question why don't you go ahead and say it because you're here i don't have to yeah yeah, um, Julie and I went to a school ministry in Atlanta to hear um, Eric Johnson of Bethel Reading preach. Um, Eric and Candace spoke one night, and we were invited. And um, I ran into my very first worship pastor. Um, his name is Paul, and he's such a wonderful, wonderful person. I, he means a lot to me, but he's also very cool. If you could see Bono as a worship pastor, it's it's Paul. He's yeah. got an earring in his left ear that... It's like a 80s cross earring. I love it. He had a motorcycle. He had a motorcycle. He rode his motorcycle up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is just, he's the real deal. Um, But he was talking to my mom and dad and jokingly talking loud enough to where I could hear him. But he uh, asked the question of, hey, so is your son still in the worship business or in the business of worship? And uh, then I just crumbled for the next 30 minutes of like, oh, no, am I doing things out of it? And he had good intentions towards you. He, he was totally you. joking. Yeah, and he knows me. But it was just a good question and yeah. really good heart check. And um, we're kind of developing that in our teams now and, and going through some of our theology of worship fundamentals. And that was a good, good question for them. Yeah, to be in the business of worship or the worship business. Yeah. Because especially in Atlanta, there's this huge thing of like the music industry and that leaks into every avenue whether it's films you know or church because we have a really big mega church population with the city of a couple million you know and a lot of good stuff coming out of here being produced yeah and the worship industry and the creative aspect of it is just consistently growing and, mm-hmm. and rapidly moving it's a great thing it's a great thing it's moving more towards creativity and and some of those things and um yeah, so with us as local worship pastors who have um, a smaller team and have people of different ranges of, of talent and, and, and uh, different ranges of experience. Yeah, experience yeah. And, and their, you know, why they worship. It's just a good question to consistently ask. And 
have a good heart check. Yeah, that's cool. So I know you very well. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're one of the funniest there people. It is there it is. The, yeah, yeah. So we're toning it down right now. But <coughs> if you're ever around us in person, we are definitely Michael Scott and Holly Flack. For, if you're an Office fan, like we think we're the funniest and everybody else is like, I'm DJ Mikey Jeff. What does he say? What? I don't know. I think that was just a quote from you. That, that wasn't was just, an that was office quote. Yeah. That just was you. <laughs> Sorry. Are you okay? Do <laughs> nope. you need some water? I have some right here. <laughs> okay. I might drink it. All right. Spit take. Spit take. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I just want people to kind of get to know you a little bit more. Yes. Um. So I have this question for you. Ask away. If you could have a backstage VIP pass... Mm. To a concert of the band of art or artist of your choice, dead or alive, who would it be? Hmm. Alive, I mean the easiest. I'd have to say Justin Timberlake, the twenty twenty experience. Yeah. Thing. I mean, it's it's an it was an incredible show. I went. I was in the nosebleeds, but if I could hang out with them, just do like, hey, here's my dance moves. <laughs> They're a little bit taken from you, but mm-hmm. what whatever. And I'm not a dancer by any means, so it'd be really embarrassing. Lie, so, lie. Justin Timberlake would be awesome. Um, I don't know who who's who's dead. The Eagles. They're not dead. Some well, of one of them is. Oh. I think two of them is actually. Rest no. Rest in peace, Eagles. Yeah. No. So the Eagles would be cool. Um, anything. The Bee Gees. That would be pretty. Ooh. They're iconic. Um, one half of them is. Still I've never been a Beatles fan, like a hardcore Beatles fan. But I think the Beatles would be cool yeah. just to have a picture, like a selfie with. Right. With... Like, Yoko, come in here. Let me take a picture. <laughs> Yoko, no. She's back there, I'm sure. She's um... still alive. Mm. Yeah. Man. I know. Okay, move on. Anyway. Before I say something stupid. I think for me, I'd love to see Celine Dion. Yeah. Man. I know. I She's awesome. I want to like. Yeah. That's really good. Just a little taste of the oh, musical talent that comes just, from Cody Oliver. Just a just a heads up. If anybody hasn't searched the Celine Dion "My Heart Will Go On" uh, recorder version on YouTube, it's about four and a half minutes. But your life will forever be changed. Go search it right now. There's a music video and everything. And by recorder, we don't mean what we're recording this podcast on. We no, mean like the fifth, fifth grade, grade instrument, <laughs> the plastic thing you can get at Dollar General. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. good. Okay, so Celine Dion? Yeah. Why? I just like her. Okay. I look up to her. I respect her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's cool. cool. Anyway, okay, so now to get into the... <laughs> call me a loser. <laughs> now, to, hear me. to get into this um, topic of worship, I want to know a little bit about how you got started in worship in a corporate setting, like in church, you know. So around 12 years old, my grandmother bought me my first uh, guitar. Um, I kind of played when I was four and five and did like a lot of the like um, Yankee Doodle stuff. And then I quit once I started playing sports and, you know, whatever. But picked it back up when my grandmother bought me a guitar for Christmas one year. I took a strings class in my sixth grade year or whatever. That was like, this teacher was awesome because he was like, hey, you can... We're going to play the Star Spangled Banner and all the, like, Amazing Grace. Like, it just that kind of stuff. Then the last half of it, he's like, y'all just play whatever you want. So there's, like, 40 kids with acoustic guitars 
all playing Pink Floyd and ACDC covers and crazy stuff. Anyway. All out of tune at the same time. Oh, was, that sounds horrible. Was, that teacher was in hell. I mean, literal. <laughs> like, it just was really bad. And um, I hope he's doing good. I can't remember his name. Anyway. Um, so we went to church, and I was the only student in a four-member youth group that knew how to play somewhat of a chord. So I learned from the inside out. We sang it every week for about six months. <laughs> Me at 12, high pitch voice was really, really bad. So my mom and dad, after that nine to 10 month span, found another church. And then my dad introduced me to Paul. And Paul was like, since he was the worship pastor, hey, I heard you play music. Why don't you come to one of our Saturday morning practices and just watch? So I show up on Saturday. And long story short, it's like a two and a half hour rehearsal. and da, 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 da. So I wanted to get involved, but I was too young to like audition because they were going to totally tell me no because I was terrible. And um, so for like six months, I just showed up on Saturdays and I watched, I listened, I sat in there, I rolled cables, I asked questions, I tried to do stuff. And then after that six months period, there was a six month period of me getting to play at practices with an electric guitar that wasn't plugged into anything. So no one could hear me. I could not hear myself, but at least I was up at the side of the stage where no one was looking. It was like the stage is in front of you, and then if you look to your right, like in this back left corner, there was me just with my electric guitar. Not just plugged in. Not plugged in <laughs> as a 13-year-old with Troll, Troy Bolton haircut yep. and polos on, trying to learn how to play How He Loves or whatever we were singing. And then after that, you know, obviously time progressed on and I started doing it in youth group and I had the days of auditioning and I had to audition for uh, youth. And so I got into youth group and then the worst thing, and this, some of you worship leaders, if you've done it for a really, really long time, the worst time to be a worship leader is when you're going through puberty and your voice cracks all the time. And so I would be singing a song and then all of a sudden I would be in a different octave range or like it would just crack and it would be really terrible. I wish I could go back in time and just no. visit your youth I had, group. I had my vest on with my sun-kissed t-shirts. And um, it just, yeah. So we made it through. Fortunately, yeah, I don't know how I made it. I really don't know how I made it this with Sundays. With graphic tees and the Holy Spirit. I That's don't what know it how is. I did it. But I got 2009. On the, got on the Sundays. And, you know, once, if you're, you know, if you're, yeah, so I was on almost every week for like a good solid like six years. Unless they had a guest speaker or a guest worship leader, that's when they called in the big guns. That's when they took they tucked the fifteen year old back. That's when they said, hey, fifteen year old, you can get here at seven and help us set up the stage, but you can't be on it. And I was like, Aww. that is the greatest thing you could have ever told me. I'm so thankful. And then as I got older, I was like, rah, 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 rah. but I still did it. And, right. Um, so that's how I got started. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have any um, worship fail moments? Well, I would love to hear. A ton. Those are funny. Um, I've I've said a lot of inappropriate things on accident. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just with pronunciations for, for of example. word. Uh, like if you if you, <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna be appropriate. Go my, for it. My... I'll edit it out <laughs> okay. if it's too much. <laughs> so there's a word called resurrection mm-hmm. that if you break it up and sing it in a different format it could be a different word it could be a completely different word um that for the person who is not enthralled with jesus in an intimate moment could totally pick up on did that boy just say what i think he just said and he did and i did (laughs) um 
I've said that before. Um, <laughs> I've accidentally dropped my guitars uh, multiple like times. Like while you were playing? Oh, yeah. Strings break, and I'm just like, oh, crap, over the microphone. <laughs> or like... Um, I just imagine you, there's this vine of these like kids playing. They're like 12 or 13 years old as like a school thing, and they're playing a Weezer cover, and then all of a sudden the keyboard just like falls to the ground. For sure, that was me. Yeah, like I would just... Was that you? It was like... Hey guys, welcome to this youth group. Um, we're gonna get started worship, and I would strum my guitar completely out of tune, and it just would fall. I was like, "Grrr!" I was like, "Oh no!" Um, Pat, please, someone give me a pat. This was last week, is what he's describing. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> this was Sunday. <laughs> yes, this was Sunday. Um, no, I want to. I want to hear that kind uh, of stuff there, because oh, there's there's this one story where. So our youth group started growing. My mom and dad were youth pastors. Our youth group started growing. And we started doing these, like, youth events where we would invite other youth groups to come do, like, a worship night with us. Or, like, we'd invite speakers to come in and speak. And somehow we got invited, um, like, our, our specific worship team and some of our members to go speak at a church or lead worship at a church in, like, Cincinnati or something weird as, like, a 17-year-old. So we drive up there, and we're supposed to do this event that's outdoors for their community and, like, this church. It was basically, like, a big, giant uh, trunk fest or, like, the – what are those things that's Like a fall fest? Yeah, like a fall fest thing where they invited everybody to come do it. So people didn't even attend their church. were coming and getting candy and food and stuff. Anyway, we show up. It's Cincinnati in the middle of, like, October, so it's cold. Um the wind was like blowing 30 miles an hour and it was like 15 degrees outside. So we're, we show up we're at the top of this hill. So there's no trees, no cover, no nothing. It's freezing. There's a trailer that's held up by uneven stones that we were supposed to play on, which is amazing. On top of, on top of rocks? a stage. Yeah. That was uh, on top of a, like a, a trailer, flatbed oh, trailer. Okay. Not like a truck. The things that you like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they made it, but anyway, they did it. It looks unsafe and whatever, but right before we get up to do ours, there was a rap group that was supposed to get up, and they're all wearing camouflage, and the speakers were all distorted, so it just... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We love you, God. (laughs) But it sounded terrible. So we get up there, and it's awkward, and my mother's the one that traveled with us, and I made a statement, like, this first song, to get everybody's attention, because the rap group, like, destroyed it, and everybody's going back to the Trunk Fest thing, and then we get up there, and I'm like, how many of you believe that God is good? And my mother from the back's like, yeah, (laughs) that's my son! Go Terry. And, um... So we go into this song called You Are Good, and it's got this lead line, and our guitar player's hands are so cold that he can't even feel his, he's not even playing the right line. It's just like, like it just sounds really bad. But the wind is blowing so hard that my microphone stand comes loose, and it it goes a 360. The mic stand does a 360. It's just like circling around. Circling the around stand. in front of my face. So it's like, and I'll sing because... So it just was like this really awkward thing. It was really, really bad. And Did people uh, get saved? I have no idea. Probably not. Probably I was so not. embarrassed that I went and hid in the trunk, like of a car somewhere. I don't know. The trunk of the truck trunk that fest. you were in on the 
trailer bed that you're playing on. Uh, there's just there's a lot of like, why did I say yes to those things? Yeah. And it was like, I'm so glad I did a bunch of like. I remember doing the See You at the Pole event. Do you remember those? Oh, yes. And again, I'm the only person in a 2,000-member high school that knows how to play a worship song on a guitar. Or even would be willing to do this. Right. So they asked me to come do it. And so I'm singing. Here I am at 17 singing from the inside out again. Mm -hmm. It's your favorite song. Yes, it is. It's one of my favorites. There's just a lot of those like, I can't believe I did that. Mm-hmm. Like what in the world was I thinking? I've got not a it. lot of like, oh, I fell on my face or I fell off a stage or like, it's just a lot of like, what did I just do? Where was I at? Did the Lord's laughing at me like that? I, I'm just doing this for Jesus' amusement. It's humbling, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So we say that to say if you're starting out, if you're a 15 year old and you aren't plugged in. But you're still playing on the side of the stage. If you're in 15 and you're looking to plug in, say yes to everything. Even if it is, like, embarrassing. And even if you're not 15, if you're, like, 45 and you want to start. Yeah, like, we have, like we said, we have a variety of ages that are on our teams. And a lot of it is the truth that they just really want to be a part of a community. They want to feel they love worship and they want to get involved in it. And so... Just say yes to a lot of opportunities. Do the most you can. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a story about saying yes that was not a good, successful thing, though. Share. Okay. So, same thing. We kind of have a similar timeline of when we got started, like 13, 14 years old. And whenever I was 13 at our church at the time, you could join the choir. And I know. And it was the year after they stopped having to wear choir robes. And so I was like, I'm in. As long as. I attended a church that had a choir. Oh, I did. It was the best. I never had choir robes. I mean, I literally wore khakis every Sunday. Lucky you. Lucky (laughs) you. We had to coordinate colors every week if we weren't going to wear choir robes, which I was happy to do. Anyway, so fast forward to I'm 16. I'm starting to actually like lead more instead of like just be in a choir or do BGVs, background vocals. And we are at this church um, that my parents pastored in Atlanta for a couple years uh, when we first moved here from Arkansas. And the stage was just this massive round stage and they did like a lot of drama stuff. And so they had these big theater curtains that when you pressed a button, don't laugh, I haven't even told the story yet. <laughs> and, but when you pressed a button, they opened and it was the kind of thing like a garage door that they had to go all the way closed before they could open back up again. Like there's no stopping it in the middle and like, you know, uh, avoiding a catastrophe. So just preface with that. And, and the sanctuary seated like, 600 or something and we had a tri-county youth group worship night so there's only like yeah there's only like 50 kids there in the room and it's me four or five singers that you know in the in the row like we have two altos two tenors two sopranos like that kind of thing i know nothing of that you know nothing of that you only know the bethel two-part harmony (laughs) worship leader djembe players a keys player and two singers hippie worship oh yeah we were we were sanctified in our five-part harmony <laughs> no Someone just kidding one time an old lady said so what are you a tenor an alto or whatever and what's the girl one uh it, an alto or soprano so i said i'm a soprano and she said just naming it because i didn't know she was like so are you alto a tenor a soprano and i was like definitely a soprano and she was like Wow. Were you thinking of the gangster show, The Sopranos? I don't know what I was thinking. I think I was just trying to get out of this conversation. Right. 
Anyway, sorry. You <laughs> were soprano. Um, but anyway, so we're here, and there's only like 50 kids in the room. It feels empty because of the size of it. We get started, and right before we had rehearsal, and our worship pastor looks at me. He's like, hey, can you lead this really fast Hillsong song? And I was like, sure, as long as they have lyrics up on there. Because if not, I can't, like... Was it from the inside out? No, it was not from the inside out, <laughs> unfortunately. We would have been fine if this was from the inside out. But no, it was like one of those, like, you are alive and that's nothing. Like, just really quick. And I didn't know any of the verses. And I was like, I got to depend on that guy as long as he's good i'm good people my gosh you save our worlds or you destroy them i have trust issues because of lyric people you have trust issues (laughs) um but anyway so we we get there and we get started and it's the first song of the night and so all these kids are already like looking at us like they're not they're blank face (laughs) blank face looking at us nobody wants to be there they've traveled two hours to be here in a stinky bus in a stinky church bus and so they're, they're here and we get started. And of course, the lyrics get about five seconds delayed, then 10 seconds delayed. Then they're just not there at all. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I just start going, like, I can't even, it's too fast that I can't even make up words at this point. It's just, it's horrible. Sitting here in your love. Yeah, just something like that. And I'm unastounded of your love. I'm unastounded. See, you just make them up. You just, you just make it up. Um, but the worship pastor and the other people who were singing backgrounds to the song knew the words fine. And I was like, can anybody take this song? Please, I'm just, I'm begging you to just step up in front of me and just be like, I'm leading this song now and just go for it. And so I look at the worship pastor and like, can you please do this? And he's like, no. And I'm like, why? And so I'm just like sabotage i'm angry at this point i'm angry at myself i'm angry at these kids it's like why aren't you worshiping yeah, i know this is just a this is a pile of crap but god's still good and I just was like yeah you're so like, why aren't you worshiping? i'm just embarrassed at this point and to make matters worse the lyric guy accidentally presses that curtain button and the curtains oh, no come and close in and all of the ed- the band the other singers they see it coming so they step back out of the way i don't and it about knocks me to the ground it just it hits me like boom and i was like and i just scooted back behind the curtains i was like do we keep going <laughs> and it just it was like vaudeville like when they pull out a cane to pull you off the stage like it was like what vaudeville like the 20s thing you know like the Hey, everybody. And then you're like, your time's up. Canes come out, yanks you by the neck, and you get backstage again. Cool. It was like that. It was even more awkward than the way I'm describing it. But it was I'm it sure. was a horrible, horrible, humbling experience. But and Knowing you, especially back then, I'm sure that was amazing. It was, it was horrible. But it's okay. All right. That is all to say, just to kind of, for the purpose of just not taking ourselves too seriously, but do you have any advice, especially for people who are starting out, whether they're that 13, 15-year-old kid who wants to get involved or they're a grown adult and they've always had this passion, but they want to step into it more and yeah. don't know where to start? What would you say to them? Um, well, if you're, you know, if you're wanting to start and you're, you know, a beginner, I mean, a, a practical thing is always go up to the band and ask for their sheet music if they have it. To take it home, sit with it, listen with it, learn chords. My my biggest thing is, um, just always, always be around. Like that was one thing that always helped me. Like, 
I was always around worship practice, worship sets, worship setup. Like if they ever needed uh, an extra hand for sound, I was always there. I'm not a sound man, but if they needed help moving equipment back and forth between buildings, if you're like at a church that is not at a doesn't have a building, like I was at 15 with a learner's permit in charge of transporting all of our youth equipment sound back to our Sunday morning stuff. Like it just, I did so much stuff just to be around it because I was so hungry to do it. Um, another thing too, practically, is if you want to play an instrument, take lessons in that instrument. Um, don't find Billy Bob from church to teach you. Go and take actual lessons. There's a lot of, YouTube is awesome. There's a lot of awesome things online that will help you. Um, those are two practical things. Always be around. Always say yes to volunteering and helping. Um, take lessons. Um Spiritually is is um, some, I, I guess like just from Julian Eyes Walker how we've been doing worship is a lot of our our worship time with with the Lord our most intimate times are in our house um, or by ourselves. Um, I think the biggest suggestion I can give you if you want to be in worship is to spend time with the Lord. Um, it doesn't look like a singing three songs and um, you know every on Sundays you 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 might be in a organization or a church that you have literally 15 minutes to have a worship set and you can't usher in the presence of God or get a deep revelation in that time. Sometimes yes, but um, my bet would be that you're going to go through a lot of motions in that kind of environment. So the more you spend time with the Lord, the more saturated with, with worship you'll be, the more hungry you'll be for worship because you'll be more hungry and, and um, longing for his presence that you, since you've been into it. Um, yeah. That doesn't make really sense, but no, I just I'm just spending that time with him alone because you know whether whether you're leading from an instrument or from a vocal standpoint, like you have to do it out of the overflow, and you can't like wait till you're in that corporate setting to be like, oh, I I haven't worshipped all week. Here I am. Let's you know scramble to find something to you know push in or to pray for during worship, and then you're just like kind of empty and you're dry from it, right? Yeah, I mean that that's just some of my most personal worship moments have been at my mom's piano in our living room like um i think that's just as as a worshiper the most important thing is just spending time with him so uh a couple practical things there some some challenges there uh i mean i even started vocal lessons are important like that those are just things that as you go along you go man like i need to get better in this area or you'll see that you know you'll you'll get alongside people that are really good in a particular area that will highlight something about where you're at. And you're like, and it's not always, a, it it always comes off as like a, oh dang, they're better than me. And it's like, well, they might be, they might've practiced more. And that means I need to practice more and um, get around better. Yeah. That's, that's one thing. Just be around people that are better than you because they'll force you to be better. Sing with people that are better singers than you. Like it, and that might be harder than that, but I say a lot of this, too, because I did music outside of church with a ton of amazing people, and you run through different circles, and you just get outside of the typical worship band, and you realize people are actually really good at music. <laughs> and then you go, oh, man, worship has, even though it's really great as a musician, it's crippled me because I don't know anything outside of this format. And you have to go, um, yeah, just be around people that are that are good, that are better, that you want to learn from, grow from. Always ask questions. Um, don't ever feel like you've made it. No one's ever made it. No one's ever arrived. You can always keep growing. And um, yeah. That's really good. 
Well, thanks for being on. I love you so much. And you're my favorite worship leader. <laughs> Even if you're goofy as all get out. But I'm very any good. last words? Live free, live young, die hard. What? <laughs> die hard. Die hard. No, uh, life is a highway. <laughs> God bless the broken road. God bless the broken road. I love you straight to you, babe. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on. And thanks, everybody, for listening today, taking these couple minutes. I know today's podcast was a little bit longer, but I just wanted to give him plenty of time to share his heart about what we're both passionate about and what we're doing and pouring out and uh, really investing in in the people around us and in our own lives. So if you're a worship leader out there, if you're a musician, I want to hear from you. Tell us if if this has helped you, if you want to hear some more about uh, the topic of worship or music. Uh, whether practical tips or uh, spiritually. I know that I'll be getting more into this in the next few episodes, so stay tuned. And again, thanks, everybody. While you're here, if you could leave a review and rate uh, just a couple stars while you're here, it's really easy to do and it's important to do in the first uh, first few months of a podcast if it really getting out there with the traffic, especially on iTunes. So if y'all could do that for me, I'd be so, so appreciative of it. But have a good day, everybody, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.